Suns finally break the losing streak. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is that you've decided to make Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day. My family and I greatly appreciate it. You found the only podcast in America that is completely devoted to the coverage of the four major franchises of one major market, and that's Phoenix, Arizona, but we do things a little bit differently. We do everything from Billings, Montana, Big Sky Country, hence the name. We also uh, cover ASU football, ASU basketball, USL championship soccer with the Phoenix Rising, and the WNBA with the Phoenix Mercury, all available to you Tuesday through Saturday. And a happy Friday to you. You made it, made it to uh, another week, made it through another week, excuse me, um, earning that pillow taking your gal on a uh on a date um and uh that's that's what it's all about and, and just enjoying enjoying the weekend um cough is getting a little bit better i i, I just uh um uh stopped the well muted the mic not stop the recording but mute the mic uh to to do that it's getting a little bit better um and uh, hopefully it will go away uh, soon. I know um, my mom is super concerned about me. Um, uh, I'm I'm slightly concerned for myself, but um, I just uh, not trying to go in debt to um, the um, medical field. Um, just to probably say, oh well, you you know you have uh, such and such going on, and and so I'm just gonna trust the diagnosis that I've already been given, and that being inflammation, I'm taking some medicine to help clear it out. So, um, I believe it'll happen. It's uh, taken a lot longer than I expected. Um, I think the only thing that would have really sped it up if I if I got a steroid shot. Um, that, that usually every time I've ever been sick, antibiotics, steroid shot, I mean, it just about knocks it right out. Um, at least for me, my immune system is usually pretty good. Unfortunately, when I do get sick, usually, it, you know, it's, it's pretty bad. And like right now where, um, my lungs are so inflamed that, you know, uh, it's not pleasant. So there's there's that. Um I don't think I had it have anything else that I want to mention. Um uh tomorrow um will be a little bit of a longer day for me. Today is my um long um peak season work day. Um and then uh, also was uh, asked if I could uh, come in Saturday, so makes make some extra money. I think uh, right now they're uh, running two extra dollars an hour if you work uh, Saturday or Sunday. So um, it uh, we we're definitely getting uh, some hangover from volume that we haven't been getting this week, and it's supposed to all hit uh, between tomorrow. And uh, throughout the out the weekend, 
Um, and, and definitely uh, today, is le- at least that's what's uh, expected. Yesterday was uh, a little bit busier than than it has been as far as this week. Um, last week was, was pretty busy, and then um, this week has been rather quiet um, because of the snowstorms and a lot of roads uh, closed. And But uh, they've been telling us at work, uh, when they open, be prepared. Be prepared to uh, um, get uh, hit, for us to get hit hard and heavy, um, especially since uh, this upcoming week is the last week before Christmas. So, um, anyway, um, so, I, I mean, it'll be be long, but um, maybe it'll, it'll breeze on through and not much going on, and, and I, I can... Uh, use extra money always and uh, so that that's always good um appreciate you your guys' uh, support um uh, with uh, this endeavor so um only uh cardinals and and uh, sons uh today um so we'll uh, get right into it with the uh, uh, cardinals up next on big sky sports talk Back with some Cardinals, and uh, real briefly, um, earlier uh, yesterday, um, then uh, more news broke uh, as far as Steve Keim and uh, uh, kind of uh, in in quotes uh, from um, from Ian Rappaport, and that was. Uh, um, Steve Kimes, uh, return, um, or, um, uh, I guess was, was, I can't remember exactly the words he said, um, but that it was, that it was up in the air there, there was no real timetable for Steve Kime, but it, it, the way he said it made it seem like his, not just, you know, medically, but like that his position as a whole was was up in the air so we'll uh it, it, um we'll see what what happens there just wanted to kind of fill you in um if he didn't tweet out a bunch of stuff i would uh um uh find it well maybe maybe i can find it i know arizona arizona sports uh had it um up and they might have you know, did it. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, yeah, here it is. Steve Kimes' future um, as Cardinals GM in doubt, in quotes, and up in the air. So, um, per um, Ian Rappaport. So, anyway. Um, it could be, you know, just, uh, um, it, it could be just that because there's no timetable, time uh, medically for his return as, at least as they have it right now, or maybe he's actually could be, um, could be fired. So, uh, I, you know, we'll continue to look after it, um, like I said yesterday, 
Um, so with that, um, we had uh, uh, yesterday Vance Joseph as uh, normal, um, Buda Baker, and then from the offensive side of the ball, um, Trey McBride, the uh, rookie tight end. So um, we'll go ahead and get started with Vance Joseph. It's been a minute, but what are these? What are your feelings going back to Denver and seeing them for the first time? I don't have a lot of feelings about it. You know, it's the next game. You know, obviously for the Cardinals. Um, you know, my focus is just simply playing good defense and trying to get a win. It's been a you know a long month for us, and uh, you know, winning is our focal point right now, and that's my only uh, focus. Uh, you know, great first question. Um, typical first question, especially since that was um, um, Vance Joseph's most recent employer. Um, no different than when you ask a player, you know, do you have that date circled on your calendar from your most recent employer, especially, you know, if you were cut or traded away and basically as seen as you, uh, not wanted anymore. Um, and... Uh, um, most most players say will admit say yeah or no I'm you know it's it's not going to be much different you know usually they're they're lying um, and so I don't I'm not going to say that Vance is uh, but um, obviously as a competitor um, he wants to win um, and uh, you know he's he's definitely had the um, better uh, um, group of guys um, as far as all three phases, special teams, offense, and defense. Um, so, uh, you know, he, of course, he wants to win, um, and for him it's just the next game. But, you know, we'll see how that really uh, uh, plays out. I think, yeah, I mean, that's that's huge for this team, you know. I mean, the work's been put in, and, it's been close, obviously, but it hadn't hadn't worked out for us. But yeah, winning is everything in this league. Uh, you know, the players are working and they want results. You know, so it's the coaches. So, absolutely, winning is uh, important, uh, and we need one. You, you cracked Joe's over the last year or so about your time in Denver. Mm -hmm. Are you over that period, or is it still burning you a little? Bit? I am. I'm over it. Um, it was never a sore spot. You know, I mean, I was. That's a great opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL. You know, it didn't work out. I wasn't the first guy, you know, and, and I won't be the last. So I, it was never any ill feelings. You know, it was it was just a job, and it um, it didn't get done, and you move on, right? So for me, you know, I don't I don't relive it at all. I mean, it was a great experience. I mean, we had great people we work with there. We had great players we work with there, and for me, it was it was a great experience, and I enjoyed my moments there. You know, I grew up there basically from college to. You know, being a young adult. So for me, it was home, and you know, I have no uh, sore spots there at all. What would have happened had you had a franchise quarterback? Wow, that's. <laughs> I'm assuming I would have won some games, you know, because defensively it was right. You know, it was right. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's been stated, you know, numerous times. But again, that wasn't the case. You know, it happened, you know, it was it was a fast two years in Denver, and, you know, I can't say it wasn't warranted. I mean, you know, we didn't win. You know, and they wanted to change, and I was the guy to change. You know, so that's that's part of being a head coach. How have you found it here? I mean, it's a different gig, but you seem to embrace it. Guys love you. They love playing your defense. The results haven't always been better. Sure. Do you, have you, is this a good home for you? 
Absolutely. I love it here. You know, the players, obviously, I've been here four years with the players. And when you draft these young guys and watch them grow and get better and better and, you know, become pro bowlers and have great careers and make money, I mean, it's fun, you know, for a coach. So for me, it's 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 my new home, you know. So it's it's uh, a place my family loves to live, obviously. That's first off. And the football part has been right for me, you know. The goal is to win championships, and that hadn't happened. But you know, hopefully, that happens in the near future. But it's been a great spot for my family, and myself. JJ's impact on those kids have been huge. You know, um, the stuff you guys don't see. You know, in the meeting rooms. You know, outside of practice. I mean, he spends time with those guys. I mean, he's open and willing to spend time with young guys. You know, and whoever it is. You know, he's. He's never saying no to those guys. He has so much to give and so much to share, you know, from his experience of as a rookie not being great early on. I was there with him, you know, his first month and a half of being a pro. It wasn't good, you know, but he worked his way into being J.J. Watt. You know, he wasn't always J.J. Watt. I mean, he was a guy getting knocked on the ground. He was always on the ground. He was playing too fast sometimes, but he became a great player about that about week 18 in the playoffs against the Bengals. I mean, his, his rookie year, he made some plays in that game that – I've never seen made by D Lyman, and from there he became J.J. Watt. But his first year was a struggle. I mean, he was barely a starter in uh, Houston with us. So it's a great story about you know working your way up, and it's you don't have to be a finished product as a rookie first round pick, right? You know, if if you give guys time and you coach them up, you know they can be a Watt, you know, in you know four or five years. So, but he has he has been a great example for our guys on defense. Everyone. That was one of the uh, focal points um, in um, Hard Knocks uh, uh, from uh, Wednesday. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the dynamic between J.J. Watt, uh, Cameron Thomas, and, uh, and uh, um, Zach Allen. Um, and a lot of times when, you know, even – uh, Dave Pash and Ron Wolfley on a on a sack for Zach Allen. You know they they both said that that seeing how that play, you know that particular play turned out, uh, that Zach Allen looked like a looked a little bit like J.J. Watt on on the play, and and yeah, uh, you can kind kind of definitely see it there. And I'm not gonna say that. You know, Zach Allen and and, and Cameron Thomas uh, are are going to be as good or you know uh, a carbon copy of of JJ Watt, but um, definitely will help their career the more they kind of plug into him. And, and JJ's uh, oftentimes uh, seen you know hanging out with uh, Zach Allen and and any of the young guys that that want to. Uh, talk with him and and uh, sometimes he says you know sometimes they they ask a little bit too many questions and you know uh don't get give me some room to breathe but um you know he he loves to be that for guys as as you know uh, the guys have been for him and um, Vance Joseph uh, you know mentioned about how you know it JJ Watt wasn't JJ Watt uh you know from from the get go and he, and that's another thing that Hard Knocks uh, kind of uh focused on is that you know he really wasn't, um, and uh, I think JJ said uh, I got yelled at a lot and uh, I was screwing up a lot, and um, I felt like I was thinking too much and, and trying to do too much. And he he said I, I figure 
you know, uh, I would just go ahead and, and play football, play the game, you know, uh, that that he said, I've realized that I've, I've, I'm in the league for a reason, and then I just needed to play like I know how, and then as soon as he did, he started, uh, you know, uh, playing a, a lot better, and, uh, um, you know, started to become the guy who uh, he is, and he felt like he said, if I'm going to get yelled at, um, you know, like I am, I, I might as well get yelled at doing it my way. So, um, but anyway, yeah, it's just, uh, it was a kind of a pretty cool, uh, highlight, uh, uh, from, from hard knocks. Have you seen those guys kind of start playing like him, looking like, I mean, look at that. Well, I mean, that's a natural comparison with, 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 with Zach, the body types. And even with Cam wearing this number in college, I mean, it was, it's obvious that he was a hero of Cam's. And Cam's first day on the job, it was funny to watch him, you know, just walk around JJ and just stare at him. You know, he wouldn't say anything to him, but he would just stare at him. You know, it was funny to watch that. But now Cam's got those traits, you know, and he's a young guy. He's eager to learn. Obviously, Zach's having a hell of a year. You know he's 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 out for a week or two maybe, but he's having a hell of a year. But uh, yeah, Jay's impact is, is is critical on those young guys. Speaking of Cam, he, he seems to have flashed a few times yeah. of late, especially. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about his progress and <clears throat> is he where you want him to be at this point in the year? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, Cam with more turns, you know, will get more sacks. You know, it's just. Playing with a lead, you know, and having more chances to rush freely, you know, that's that's been our problem. Uh, but Cam's a guy who can win one-on-one -on -one rushes. And, I mean, he's he's played awful lot in the last month. And he's won a lot, you know, but uh, he needs more turns, you know, with a uh, fair game and a lead. You talk a lot about it. How sorry. Difficult, how difficult has it been for you with just guys dropping all season long and having yeah. the next guy yeah. out? And how tough is it to continue to scheme and, yeah. and try and defeat an opponent? That's part of it, you know. You know, every team has injuries in this league, and you know it, it's 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 late in the season, you know. So you have guys that you've trained, you know, who are backups who you trust, and that's what it comes down to: having guys that you can trust who who's going to do it right. You know, you can you can take care of guys who know what they're doing. You know, if you have a guy who's not a, you know, who who's 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 been with you for a day or two, it's hard to protect those guys. You know, but a guy who's been with me for two years, I can take care of the guys for his, what his best skills are. You know, so it, it's it's part of the game. You know, you can't complain about that because everyone has injuries. But we have guys who are grinding and studying to be the best they can be for me. And it's, it, it's been fun to watch young guys play and uh, make some plays for us. You mentioned big plays are always, can obviously always be game changers. Yeah. See Monday night, a lot, of, a lot of good on defense. And then you get yeah. the, the two big ones to the tight end. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, the one before half was a miscommunication. With with the Russian dropper and the one in the fourth quarter was just a coverage that we blew. But you know, obviously those things happen in games, and when you're not winning, every play becomes so critical. And it's tough as a coach to to obviously not point those things out because those things happen to every team, you know. But when you're not winning games, you know, every play becomes so critical. And I've been there before as a coach. You know, you are um, just just pushing your guys to be perfect, and it's not a perfect game. You know, it's going to be plays in a game where you know it's 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 going to go against you. That's NFL football, but when you're not winning, every play becomes so critical, you know, and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're trying to make plays, and sometimes it works against you, you know, trying to push and be perfect. But those things happen, and uh, you don't want them to happen, but the guys are playing hard for us, and hopefully this week that won't change. Murph was playing with a back issue before he landed, you know, on whatever it is he's dealing with. Yeah. 
but I don't know if that hurt it worse or. But he he was trying to gut through it. Can you yeah. talk about how his season is kind of just? Yeah. I'm not sure if it was injured before. I I can't speak to that, obviously. But uh, Murph, you know, Murph's the guy who was playing well for us early. You know, obviously the injury with a back, with a defensive back, that's 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 tough. The movement part and just the flexibility in bending and and sprinting and bursting, that's a problem for a corner. But um, you know, obviously he's young. He he's going to be fine moving forward. I mean, he's going to be a great player for the Cardinals for a long time. As you go to Denver, what is it that you have to try and slow down or stop against the Broncos? The Broncos had their best output last week, you know, so that was obviously, you know, timing not good for us. But, uh, you know, Russell played well. I think Judy had three touchdowns, you know. So that, that offense, you know, um, in spite of what you see on ESPN each week, it, it, it's, it's right, you know. I mean, the first, second down stuff's right. The third downs in red zone had been some struggles, but it's organized and guys are playing hard. And Russell's Russell. He's making plays. Uh, you know, Jerry, uh, Judy is a guy who's a top 15 pick who's a playmaker. And Cortland Sutton, I drafted there as a second-round pick. I mean, he's a big guy who's been in Pro Bowls. You know, so it's not going to be easy. It's it's an NFL offense that has good players and a good scheme. So if we don't play well, it it, it can get bad for us. You know, that's just, that's every Sunday. But um, it's a it's a good offense that had their best output again on Sunday. So they're confident. Do you anticipate Russell being there or not? I am not sure. You know, we have a plan for both guys. If Russell shows up, we'll play Russell. If not, we'll play the other guy. You mentioned things that happened in games. Have you ever been part of a team where you had three? Three potential takeaways in two weeks that were all over. I have not. I have not. I mean, it's been it's been rough. I mean, poor Zayvon Collins and you know Watt. I mean, it's, that's three touchdowns that's been called back in the last month. But I haven't seen that happen in a NFL season. But it's our turn, I guess, right? The uh, I think I mentioned this before, but it's worth mentioning again. The Cardinals' defense uh, lead the league with five defensive touchdowns. Um, should have had uh, three more. That, that would have made eight, and uh, by far and away um, leading the league. Um, if only the offense has uh, uh, had to, you know, held up their end of the bargain, uh, this team might be a a bit better um, than uh, what we've we've seen. I mean, and then you know, uh, last night you had. Um, uh, Thursday night football um, with uh, um, the Seahawks and the uh, 49ers and uh, 49ers won and, and uh, this was uh, for for the division um, and uh, and uh, are, are pretty much for the division it, it looks like it uh, uh, will be anyway um and uh yeah oh well, yeah yep okay so it, yeah i just uh, double checked and i wanted to re read it for sure so yeah it was for the division i i had heard that it was but i wanted to make sure um but yeah so four niners have won the division and um you know having said that uh if you uh look at every everything in in aggregate uh from um from last year you you know would would you think this uh, Seahawks um, or 49ers would uh, one of the two would would uh, win the division? I, I would I would assume not. Um, you assume that it might be the defending uh, um, champs uh, Rams, the defending champion uh, Rams 
and uh, or you know the once ten and two Cardinals, um, and even with their their skid at the end, you know one of those two teams would have would have done it, um, but uh, it didn't happen. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. Um, just like I said, kind of wish that the offense was kept up there. Their end of the bargain, this team would probably be a lot better. Reaction to Steve having to take a leave of absence for health I have no reaction. You know, it's been a statement out by our team, and that's, you know, that's, that's, that's everybody's reaction to it. Obviously, Steve's a friend of mine, and, and I feel for Steve, and I wish him luck. Uh, speaking of Colorado, what do you think of yeah. hiring Deion? I love the hire. I really do. You know, that program's been, you know, kind of not not relevant in, in about 10 years, you know. So high and prime to me was a great hire. He's coached football, so it's not a not a strange hire. I mean, he's he's coached football and he's won games. So his his personality, his his namesake being a Hall of Famer, that's going to draw guys in. You know, that's going to keep recruits home and that's going to pull guys from Florida and Louisiana, from California. You know, that's a beautiful place to go to school. You know, so once guys get there, they'll enjoy playing there. But uh, in my opinion, that's a great hire. I'm excited about it. Is his personality a little different than yours? A little bit. You know, he's he's one of one. You know, so I mean, you can't compare anyone to Prime, but that's not my way of doing things. But I love watching him. I do. With the game plan moving forward, without having Zach Allen in the fold. Well, you know he's he's a defensive lineman, you know. So as far as the pass rush stuff, you can get creative. But as far as the first thing down stuff, it's just a man, you know, playing his gap and uh, you know playing block. So that won't be a big deal. But third downs, obviously, Zach's had a great impact on our pass rush. So that's going to be the area where we're going to miss Zach the most, and that's the area where you got to plan a little bit more to get more pass rush from other guys. How much do you think you've missed Richard? It seemed like he was starting to play some pretty good football. Yeah. Now it's been a while, obviously. He's a really good player, you know, and as a, as a nose in this league, I mean, he controls the A-gaps for us, you know. Not a pass rusher, but a run stopper. I mean, he's, he's damn good, and um, hopefully he's back in the near future and we'll move forward with this guy being a good player for us. Did Vance Joseph uh, kind of let something slip? Uh, you know, some, something... Uh, be known there he said i wish him good luck they're talking about steve he said he's a friend and i wish him good luck why would you have to wish him good luck if if uh if, if it's a medical leave of absence i mean well yeah you want a good luck and get well but wouldn't you say get well i wish him well and i hope, I hope he gets better soon or you know whatever it is not good luck like uh you know that he's on his way out I don't know. Very interesting there. I, maybe I'm reading into it, but um, you can email me, um, Big Sky Sports Talk at D, uh, Big Sky Sports Talk at Gmail dot com, um, and let me know if what you think. Are you you know? Am I reading into it? Uh, what do you think? Is it is it advance uh, kind of letting something slip there that you know? Um, it's not just a medical reason, but uh, um, maybe something a little bit deeper that uh, uh, Steve is on his way out. Just let me know what you think. Or um, Facebook and Instagram at Big Sky Sports Talk. You can direct message me or, you know, whatever you want to do. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Uh, so, anyway. Um, and one of the leaders himself, uh, Buddha Baker, also spoke to the media in front of his locker. So, here is uh, Buddha Baker. 
Put another week, another loss. How tough is it to just keep moving forward? Yeah, I mean, um, for me, I mean, it's not tough to move forward just because, uh, you know, this is a opportunity of a lifetime you know we're we're professional football players and although our season isn't going well we have four more opportunities to uh, put good stuff on film to to get some W's you know so we have four more opportunities we can't think about the past it's already over with we watched the film we we went all over the you know corrections and now it's uh it's about trying to get a W you know how much of the old Seahawks uh, film are you watching for Russell? Uh, no, we're not. Nah, we're not watching old Seahawks film and Russell. We're watching a uh, Denver Bronco film. Um, you know, they although they of course have Russell Wilson, they have their own type of you know offense, and you know they do some similar things. But uh, then again, it's um, you know they have their own type of offense, and you know uh, that Brett Rippin uh, kid. Of course, I played against him in high school, which is crazy to think about because I was maybe like a, a sophomore, junior in high school, and he was maybe a freshman. So it's 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 crazy to come full circle and to now see you know we're playing against each other in the league. So um, you know, Russ is in concussion protocol, so we, we don't know what's going to happen. So uh, we're just you know kind of watching the similarities and differences between, of course, Russell Wilson and uh, the other QB as well. Um, a great, great answer there. Um, and it was kind of cool that he had played against him already. Um, no, why would you watch an old uh, Seahawks film? Um, it's completely different. And uh, a lot of fans kind of wish that they didn't have Russ. Um, uh, I kind of tend to lean towards you know just everything being completely new. Sometimes it doesn't always work out. Um, you wouldn't think um, at thirty two, thirty four. Uh, years old that uh, it would be that much of a, a drop off between you know being in Seattle till uh, until now, um, but it could be. But I, me personally, I'm gonna chalk it up that new playbook, new team, new surroundings, everything being so new. I mean, you think that he would you know obviously um, get things going by now, um, but I, I I don't know. You know, maybe he's not been put in the best position to be successful. I have, you know, it's it's been it's been historically bad uh, for uh, Russell Wilson in 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 my opinion and a lot of people's opinion. So, yeah, it, it's just you know, it's not really even the same. Uh, like you know, there might be some similarities, but it's not the same. So, no need to watch uh, uh, old Seahawks film for Russell Wilson, you already know what he's capable of, you know, so you need to watch what they've, what he's been doing with this team. Um, so yeah, that definitely makes sense. Vance was talking up Judy and uh, Sutton. Oh yeah, uh, Judy, he's, he's one, a real good receiver, a receiver who can make all the intermediate breaks, who has a speed um, for nine balls, um, you know, for me, is a, it's the type of receiver that I'm, I'm watching on film and I'm seeing him change direction. His change of direction is very good. Um, you know, it's it's up with the best of them in the receiving core, and he has really good short hands as well. Um, there might be a, a, a pass that he 
that's kind of easy that he might drop, but there's also a pass that is crazy hard and he'll catch. So, um, you know, he, he he's one of those guys that we're definitely going to have to, uh, you know, know where he is at all times. Uh, you guys saw last week, he, he kind of willed them back into the game with scoring three touchdowns late, and um, he's a great receiver. And Sutton as well, great guy as well. Um, can make those 50-50 nine ball catches. Uh, they really like to use them. And, uh, you know, we'll see if he plays. On Hard Knocks, after the Philly game, we saw you post-game locker room, right? And then last night we saw the post-game with Coach and Connor and Banjo. Yeah. What is this team still looking for that, um, that it hasn't been able to find yet? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I was not able to watch the episode yesterday, so I don't, on, uh, don't really know what went on. So, um, you know, and kind of ask that question one more time because I wasn't able to. What, what can this team do in the last four games you think it's still looking for? I mean, there's account, in the words accountability, details, lock-in. Those are some of the things we hear. What does that mean? Oh, man, exactly what you think they mean. Um, you know, guys have to take accountability of understanding their job, whatever their job is each and every play. And, um, you know, I've said this kind of before, but there's, there's times on the field where, you know, nine guys are playing really good football and one or two guys are messing up something. And next thing you know, it's a big play. So um, honing to a man, every single person to take accountability of whatever it is. Um, like I said, we're professionals. And although the season isn't going the way we want the season to go, um, this is a professional league and we have four more opportunities to get uh, you know, W's, four more opportunities to work and um, you know, kind of uh, just get better each and every week. So for us, we got four more games. Um, try to squeeze out a W. You know, you guys, you guys see it. We haven't won in a while, so we're just trying to um, be as detailed as possible throughout the week, and, uh, you know, hopefully that transfers on Sunday. Football has been, it seems like there's been challenges off the field throughout the year with this team. How would you just gauge the adversity that you guys have had to face maybe in your career? Is this unlike any other season you've experienced? Um, I mean, there's definitely adversity in a sense of like outside noise and outside, you know, um, you know, conversations happening and all that type of stuff. But me personally, I'm not really, you know, I, I can't really attest to much of that because I don't really pay attention to it at all. So, um, you know, for me, it's kind of hard to answer that question just because I'm just so into just, you know, trying to get better as a player. But most importantly, just uh, try to do everything I can as a player to um, try to get a W and try to, uh, you know, help in any ways possible that I can help. Um, you know, that's my main goal and focus each and every day, each and every week we play. Um, you know, kind of ignore the outside noise, which I'm very good at doing, and uh, just trying to just, you know, help my teammates with whatever help they want to ask me for, and then most importantly, my position to play, you know, really good. So, so much that goes into every game, obviously, is preparation during the week. Do you think there's any impact at all on the number of walkthroughs that there have been over the last few weeks instead of regular practices? Um, no, I definitely think that, uh, you know, in this game, it's, it's kind of, it's 75% mental, you know. Um, if guys don't know their job on the field, whether it's walkthrough or a real game, like you're not going to be able to play football, especially in this profession NFL league. So it's a matter of understanding your job. And most importantly, like we always say, it's above the neck emphasis. And although, of course, we might not be banging, um, you know, hitting each other and, uh, you know, being very active, we still have our lifts we have to do. We still have runs we have to do. And, um, you know, these walkthroughs are definitely helping guys like, you know, Christian and um, guys that are, you know, kind of going to be 
you know, into the game more able to, uh, you know, help on the mental aspect as well because, you know, that mental aspect, it matters more than anybody will ever know. Some people just think we go out there and play on the field, but it's way more to that. There's way more things we have to understand and know. Situational football, you know, like first quarter, second quarter, in a half, you know, in the game, four minute, two minute, red zone, high red zone, low red zone, um, you know, all different type of things that, you know, uh, people from the naked eye don't really see, but things that we have to work throughout the, the week and that's what these uh, walkthroughs are doing for us and um, you know we're just trying to recover and you know there's some injuries and little nags here and there so guys are trying to recover and you know we're going to have our full speed practice tomorrow and everything's going to be you know full speed and of course still above the neck emphasis and uh, you know that walkthrough Saturday game on Sunday. When you're losing losses are stacking up and things aren't going your way how tough is it not to too hard and still relax and play at a high level. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I would say it, it might be tough for you know uh, young guys or guys that aren't really accustomed um, to you know just going through adversity. But at the end of the day, um, you know, it's kind of control what you can control. And right now, for us, you know, we're we're four and nine. We're a four and nine team, and we have four more opportunities to get you know wins. Four more opportunities to get better. So. Our main goal and objective and focus is just honing in on all the details, prep, uh, prepare correctly, and then on Sunday, squeeze out a W. You know, that, that's all that matters. And, uh, you know, in this league, there's wins and losses. So, you know, you can't control after you lost. You can't control what you, what you could have or should have done. So um, you, you understand what you could have, should have done, and you try to get better for the next week and, um, you know, try to squeeze out W's from there. What do you think of uh, Antonio Hamilton having Christian Matthew run out, with them, out of the tunnel on, for Monday Night Football? Um, I didn't say that again. I didn't <laughs> see that. Yeah, that. yeah, so I guess uh, Antonio wanted to give Christian Matthew the feeling of being a starter and running out of the tunnel. Oh, okay. So yeah. what's, just, what, what's your thoughts of just having a guy do that? That's definitely uh, special for, uh, you know, Ham to do that. Um, you know, it, it's, it's great running out of that tunnel, especially, you know, um, playing for the Cardinals and running out that tunnel and hearing all the fans yell and scream and, uh, you know, be in joy of excitement of the game just to watch football, to, to watch the game that we play and try to, you know, try to win. And um, it's definitely special that he did that. And, uh, you know, of course, I hope Chris is going to get, you know, many more opportunities to uh, get out, run out that tunnel. So Buda Baker uh, doesn't have an issue with uh, walkthroughs. Hearing that more and more, I mean, I, I'm still a little bit old school. Um, you you got to, uh, as he says, we got you know, uh, above the neck emphasis, but um, I feel, he says, you don't always have to bang around a little bit. I, I feel like you do. Um, but, you know he's 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 playing the game. I'm not. Um, he's a Pro Bowl player, and I'm not. So um, I guess you got to trust his, his uh, um, you know how how he looks at things. I suppose. Um, but anyway, uh, rookie tight end Trey McBride also spoke to the media. My whole life been a Broncos fan. Been to a lot of games. I remember vividly when Tim Tebow, you know, playing the the. Steelers when he they won that Demarius Thomas over the middle. I vividly remember being at that game. Uh, just such a, a lot of cool memories there. The, all the Peyton Manning years. It's a lot of a lot of good memories there at Mile High. Uh, and to be on the other side now to be playing against the Broncos is something I'm very fortunate to do. 
you'll get a lot of cheers or a lot of jeers from the local kid and then you know hopefully hopefully a lot of cheers but um you know you never know so Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely uh, excited to see my family, a lot of my friends. Obviously, a lot of my friends and stuff have season ticket Bronco fans and things like that. So just to, to have a lot of hometown support, a lot of people from Colorado being there, it's going to be super special. I'm excited. What, uh, what's it been like once Zach got hurt and you had to step in and be tight end? Yeah, you know, um, obviously you never want anyone to get hurt. You never want that for anybody, but to, uh, to have the opportunity to uh, – to play as much as I have, it's been very surreal, very uh, honored. Um, I feel very blessed, um, but also I feel a huge responsibility that my teammates expect me to take over exactly how Zach did, expect me to perform you know, at a high level like Zach had been. Um, so it's a huge responsibility for me, and I feel very honored to be put in that position. Do you feel pressure? Obviously, um, obviously, you're going to have some pressure, you know, feeling, uh, being, being with the, the ones, playing with all those guys. But um, now that I've been in it for a few weeks, obviously that pressure's kind of gone away. It's just football at the end of the day. You just got to go out there and do your job to the best of your ability. When you go out and line up in certain formations and you're right next to DeAndre Hopkins, what does that mean for you? You know, when I first got here, um, when I first became a rookie, that was uh, surreal. You know, lining up, you got DeAndre inside of you, you got A.J. Green outside of you. I mean, it was like surreal. You know, you got J.J. Watt lined up in front of you. It's like, holy smokes, like, is this, you know, you sometimes you got to pinch yourself. Is this real life? But at the end of the day, um, they're your teammates. They're guys that I've been with now every day, um, and, and I've built a relationship with them. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been very cool, and um, I I'm, I'm feel, you know, very excited and honored to go out there and play with those guys. You hear about, like, uh, welcome the NFL moments. Have you, can you kind of pinpoint yours? You know, I think uh, last week getting getting hit in the chin was a good, uh, you know, welcome to the NFL moment. I think, uh, you know, that hit that hit was one of the hardest hits I've taken. And, and to be, you know, not expecting it like I was um, was something that was very, uh, caught me off guard. But, uh, yeah, that was definitely a good little welcome to the NFL uh, tray moment. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was able to hold on to it, which was very cool, but that was definitely a moment that uh, I'll remember getting hit like that for sure. <laughs> feel it Tuesday morning? Did you feel it? Yeah, I still feel it uh, Thursday. So, um, no, it was, a good, it was a good hit, clean hit, but uh, I was very lucky I held on to that ball for sure. <laughs> you talked about it being a blessing to be able to get this kind of playing time. Is there any part of you that wish you could have, Zach would have stayed healthy and you could have kind of eased into this a little bit more than, than you've had to? I mean, obviously, I never, never want anything to happen to anybody. I never would want anything to happen to Zach but yeah I mean learning from Zach was awesome learning how he runs routes how he sees the game that was very cool and I was very lucky I got 10 weeks of that to learn from him but at the same time I obviously want to play I want to get in there and play as much as I can so I, I feel very um, honored to get this opportunity to, to play and to have as many reps as I have now that Zach has uh, got injured. Max taking it upon himself to step up and then Ertz's absence even more so than before you guys had a pretty yeah. tight relationship. Yeah, Max, is, uh, Max has been wonderful. You know, he's been helping me a lot with the run game stuff a lot. Um, he's very smart, very knowledgeable, and, and to go out there and play with him is, is a lot of fun. I feel like we have a lot of fun out there. And uh, when it's Max and I out there, we're always uh, having fun, you know, working on stuff together. It's, uh, it's, it's fun to play with him for sure. Do you think you'll have any nerves in, the, in this game more than another game because it's Denver? You know, I, I think uh, at the same time, it's, it's, a, it's a game, it's a business. Um, I feel like it's just another game to me. But obviously, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people there. There's going to be a lot of uh, pressure and things like that. But at the same time, I just got to go out there and do my job to the best of the ability and make plays like, uh, like I'm you know, supposed to.
you still have any rookie duties that you have to task in the tight end room? Definitely, yeah. The, the, the tight end room, uh, I got a, got it all ready up for Christmas, got it Christmas lights and stuff up in there. And then obviously, uh, foods, these guys like to eat, so food is probably the biggest one. You know, going to Denver, I'll get some food for the plane, things like that. But no, it's fun. Uh, these guys are great. The, the guys that are uh, in the tight end room have been great, and I've had a, a great experience here. So. Who's the high maintenance guy? Who's the guy who's going to complain maybe about the Christmas decorating? For sure, it's Max. There's no question. Um, you could do everything right, and it's never good enough for Max. So um, you always got to you always got to know when uh, when Max is around. You got to do be on your toes for sure. But uh, no, he's been great. It's been a lot of fun, and and those that tight end room has been awesome. Should be a good one, um, uh, especially for that young man. Uh, I. Uh, Though I like to see players uh, do well and and have their name called early and often, um, it doesn't make much sense when you have a running back that's you know averaging you know close to six yards per uh, per carry, and you know on a fourth and one you you go to your rookie tight end instead of your your running back. Uh, and that has nothing to do with, uh, you know, Trey McBride. It has everything to do with um, Cliff Kingsbury going, going, making that play call. Uh, unless, of course, it, you know, well, no, <laughs> there is no option to where you know there's there's no way that, that that makes sense. I was about to say I was about to justify it somehow, but um, if it was a run call, it wouldn't look, you know, it wouldn't the ball wouldn't be passed. So, it's, you know, in that situation, you, you just, I don't know. It just, it's frustrating. So, nothing against Trey McBride, but um, just more so against uh, Cliff. But, uh, anyway, uh, Suns up next on uh, Big Sky Sports Talk. We'll be talking about a win, finally. Uh, that's up next. Suns finally get a win and <coughs> excuse me uh, finish off this uh, road trip um, with a win and that's always good especially when you're going back home you can kind of bring in some um, winning mentality some uh, <coughs> momentum excuse me Uh, some momentum back with you, and uh, 111 to 95 was the uh, final, and so Suns improved to 17 and 12. Um, it was uh, a great game, all Suns the whole time, pretty much. Um, defense was there, offense was there. They were getting shots, they were getting to the line. Uh, everything that you uh, really haven't seen the last couple of games during the skid, um, you've seen in this game. Um, y though, um, uh, uh, gosh, what is his name? Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were out, um, which, I mean, <laughs> every, it seems like every time um, uh, uh, Suns have uh, played the, the Clips, one of the two have, have been out, so... I guess not much difference uh, there. Um, but uh, anyway, 
um, it 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 no one no one's going to feel bad uh, for the Clippers and and losing just because you had uh, two guys out. Um, Booker back in, so that's good. Um, got it over his um, hamstring uh, tightness and and looked good out there. Mikel Bridges uh, looked really good, 27 points, 11 of 18 from the field, 3 of 4 from the line. Terrence Mann, 22 points, 8 of 14 from the field, and perfect in line, 2 of 2. Josh Kogi with 11 rebounds, 6 defensive, uh, 5 offensive. A diamond in, a, in the rough Josh Kogi has been. He has worked his way with uh, some good um, bench play some uh, roll, uh, a uh, bench roll, uh, minutes, good minutes, and he's he's made the best of it, that's for sure. Monty has gone to him early and often, uh, especially of late. Um, Moses Brown, 12 rebounds, 6 defensive, and 6 offensive, so um, pretty even there. Uh, it's good for him. Chris Paul, 13 assists, 1 turnover, 36 minutes, finally um, uh, a – uh, decent assist to turnover ratio for um, Chris Paul. And then John Wall, five assists, two turnovers, and 26 minutes. Um, no uh, um, no uh, 30, well, uh, no 35 or more. They did hit third quarter was probably their, well, it's not probably, was their worst quarter, giving up 33. So thankfully no 35 or more. Uh, points given up um, in 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 a quarter, so even even that was uh, uh, was uh, fixed um, as far as the game goes. Uh, Suns, Tory Craig, eighteen minutes, four of eight from the field, one of two from deep, five rebounds, nine points. Mikel Bridges, thirty nine minutes, eleven eighteen from the field, two five from deep, six rebounds, and twenty seven points. Bismack Biombo, uh, fifteen or excuse me, eighteen minutes, two of three from the field. Uh, five rebounds, two assists, five points. Chris Paul, 36 minutes, six of 13 from the field, two of six from deep, seven rebounds, 13 assists, and uh, 15 points. Uh, Devin Booker, 35 minutes, six of 22 from the field, one of nine from deep, four rebounds, four assists, 14 points. Um, Josh Okoge, 25 minutes, six, uh, or excuse me, five of nine from the field, one of three from deep, 11 rebounds, two assists, 11 points, uh, Jock Landale, 27 minutes, 5 of 10 from the field, 1 of 3 from deep, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, and 15 points. Ish Wainwright, 7 minutes, 2 points. Uh, Damian Lee, 15 minutes, 7 points. And Landry Shamit, 20 minutes, 6 points. Um, uh, five guys in double figures uh, scoring, be- scoring between the starters and the bench. Clippers, um, um, Morris, 30 minutes, 4 of 10 from the field, 2 of 7 from deep, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 14 points. Brown, 23 minutes, 2 of 6 from the field, 12 rebounds, and 5 points. John Wall, 26 minutes, 5 of 15 from the field, 2 of 6 from deep, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, and 12 points. Terrence Mann, 34 minutes, 8 of 14 from the field, 4 of 7 from deep, 11 rebounds. And uh, four assists, 22 points. 
um, coffee with uh, uh, 38 uh, minutes, four of nine from the field, three of four from deep, one rebound, one assist, and 11 points. Um, and then the big guy for them off the bench was uh, um, Boston uh, with uh, 24 minutes, four of 13 from the field, uh, oh, three from deep, however, with one rebound, three assists, and 16 points. Um, and, uh, that, that's, uh, about it. Um, so that's one, two, three, four, f- five guys as well. Double figure scoring for the clips. Uh, Suns, 44 of 95. That's 46.3% from the field. Um, at one point they were shooting 53%, um, which was, uh, really good. Uh, 9 of 32 uh, from deep, that's 28.1%. And 14 of 18, 77.8% at the uh, charity stripe. Uh, Clips, uh, 34 of 90, that's 37.8%. From deep, 12 of 33, 36.4%. And at the line, 15 of 21, 71.4%. both teams rebounded a lot. I mean, it, it, even just mentioning a couple of the guys' stats, you know, a lot of guys in uh, double figures rebounding between both teams. But the Suns had the edge with 53 rebounds to 52. Um, and of that, 15 offensive and 38 defensive. The Clippers, 21 offensive and 31 defensive. Um, more assists for the Suns, uh, 27 to 21. More steals, eight to four, and more blocks, eight to three, in favor of the Suns. Uh, so offense there, like I said, defense was there. Total turnovers, single digits, nine for the Suns, uh, and uh, uh, only given one point up per turnover, so nine points. Uh, Clippers, eighteen total turnovers, twenty-one points given up. Fast break points, fifteen for the Suns. Uh, Five for the Clippers. Points in the paint, 46 for the Suns, 38 for the Clippers. Both teams had 18 fouls apiece. Suns did have a um, a technical foul. I believe it was on Jock Landale, if I remember correctly. Um, Largest lead of the game for the Clippers, four. And largest lead of the game for the Suns was 31. So a very good, a very dominant win. Um, And... uh, no sound uh, from Dwayne Rankin's uh, Twitter that I was able to find unless I overlooked it. But I, I did uh, go over it and went over his tweets. And, you know, once I saw him tweeting about, you know, every couple of minutes of the game, I'm like, nope, there's no videos here. So, um, and of course, being a away game, um, I don't I don't have anything online, YouTube or otherwise. Uh, so all I have... Um, for you is the recap from Bally Sports. So uh, here is um, Tom Leander and Tom Chambers. Hooker back in action, as I mentioned. Um, looked good early. Yes. Again, he had that spring back, uh, a couple reverses. He had the reverse jam, the reverse layup. So it looked like that hammy healed quickly. Did struggle with the shot late in the game, but that wasn't really a concern. It was more how he was moving. Yes, it was, absolutely. You know, in the first half, moving very, very well, looking like the book of old. But you had to expect a little bit of fatigue setting in when he hadn't really been doing what he wanted to do as far as his stamina goes. So he ran out of gas a little bit. It looked like his shot just wasn't 
have fallen for him, made a couple late in the game. But yeah, Book's going to be Book. He's going to go out there and do whatever he can. And he even made that shot after Jock messed the rim all up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, this was already a late one in LA, and then Jock had to rip the rim oh, down. Oh, man. I'm glad they didn't have to change that out. They just made some little adjustments with the yeah. Allen wrenches there. So that was good. I know Eddie was looking forward to them changing the basket so he could, you know, enjoy LA for the longer. Uh, because of a large portion of the game really was out of out of reach. I was kind of in and out, and I was paying attention, not as focused as maybe I normally am, and I was uh, watching the game but also on, on my phone. So you guys know how that happens. You're watching a movie, and it's like 75% phone, um, you know, 25% movie. For me, it was, it was uh, early on, 100% game, and then, uh, by the third quarter, uh, probably that 75-25. Next thing I look up or hear is, um, and, uh, is a they said a maintenance timeout. So, um, and then that was uh, uh, Jock Landell. Uh, he he hung on the rim. But it wasn't like super long or anything, but uh, I tweaked it a little bit, and so they had to fix it. And they come back from break, and they're still messing with it a little bit or just getting ready to finish it up. So had a little, uh, not a long break, but a little bit break in the action. But I'm glad to finally celebrate a Suns win. I've been talking to a couple of people, and, and, and it feels like, you know, the, the sky was falling with all, uh, you know, five in a row. Um, and just not used to it as a Suns fan. That's I get. That's a good thing um, because it was like uh, a decade or or longer of plenty of five or more losses in a row. Um, so yeah, we've kind of gotten gotten spoiled, um, uh, especially of of late. Um, but that's you know that's not a bad thing. Um, at, at this point, most fans are still just kind of happy, you know, that they're even good. Um, I'm one of those that I am like that, but I'm more, I expect more from them every game. Um, more than what we've been seeing um, tonight was, or excuse me, last night was more of, of what um, what I'm used to. So um was a good one and uh, glad they got it. Um Suns don't play until Sunday, I do believe. I closed out my um, I closed out my phone with that information, but yeah, it's uh, well. Hold on, let me go into it. Sorry, I thought it was going to be popping right up, but it did not. Uh, Suns don't. Uh, it, yes, it will be the um. So, Saturday, sorry, Saturday, um, uh, NBA uh, TV at 7 p.m. Um, Mountain Standard Time, uh, finishing off the uh, Pelicans. Hopefully, they can uh, get the win there. Um, right now, Pelicans still have that uh, uh, league lead, um, and um, if it ever comes down to it, the tiebreaker. Um, for over the, the over the Suns, so uh, for the Suns to have a higher seed, at least going up against the Pelicans, they have to um, they have to have the uh, better record right now um, because of the losing. Um, the Suns are fourth 
in the conference, still first in the uh, division. So it's uh, – I misspoke. Sorry. Memphis takes the number one spot after their win um, last night. Um, And then, of course, uh, New Orleans lost to uh, the the Jazz. Um, And now they've lost actually two in a row, but one of them did the Jazz uh, last night. So it's Memphis, New Orleans, Denver, then Phoenix. And then round off the six, uh, top six, Portland and Sacramento. Um, Boston still leads the uh, Eastern Conference, followed by Milwaukee, Cleveland, Brooklyn, Philly, and um, the Knicks. So that's uh, how it's going. But uh, hopefully Suns uh, uh, tomorrow can uh, get the win. Uh, tomorrow we'll be... Uh, you know, previewing or not previewing. Well, yeah, previewing, but kind of doing our tailgate show um, for the uh, for the Cardinals uh, on uh, Sunday. Um, they'll be in Denver playing the the Broncos, and um, uh, but also tomorrow we'll we will be uh, or excuse me tonight um, we have um, the. Uh, Coyotes back in action. They're at home. They had that getaway game and then uh, had a couple days off. Um, So they'll have the Islanders at home uh, tonight at 7.30 on ESPN Plus, and that's Mountain Standard Time. So um, full slate of everything just to kind of go over it again. Uh, Suns on Saturday, uh, Cardinals and Broncos uh, Sunday, and also a little bit later uh, Sunday, is um, San Diego against Arizona State men's basketball. So that's uh, every bit of all the action, um, and that's the show. That's all I have for you. I appreciate you guys listening as always. Um, and like I said, do you uh, uh, have any uh, you know thoughts on um, maybe I'm uh, reading into the um, Vance Joseph comment? You know, that saying, uh, I wish him good luck instead of, you know, hope he gets back soon or or anything like that. Um, If I'm reading into that too much, comment. Let me know Um, at uh, uh, BigSkySportsTalk at gmail.com or uh, at BigSkySportsTalk, Facebook and Instagram. Um, As far as uh, finding the show and listening to us, uh, we are on uh, Amazon Music, Audible. Uh, Google, Apple, um, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Uh, it took me a little bit to go through that because I went through it way backwards than I normally do. But anyway, hit that bell notification um, so you don't miss out. I appreciate everybody listening. And uh, like I said uh, yesterday, um, I have noticed it uh, kind of being a little bit more consistent and actually going up a little bit. So I appreciate that. Um, I am. Uh, uh, definitely overjoyed. Um, I think that's it. We'll uh, talk to you uh, tomorrow. Um, and uh, that will be it for, for the week. Thank you so much. <laughs>